All right, everyone, let's make our way back to our seats this morning. Who's ready to get in God's word today? Ready to hear from the message? Amen. Let's get ready for that. Got uh, family in town today. Uh, pastors Fred and Valerie, these are my pastors from, from over 25 years now. And, um, and they helped launch me in ministry, gave me an opportunity, believed in me, and helped point me in the right direction. So I'm so thankful for them, so thankful for their legacy and their pattern and model of life. And, uh, and it's a joy and a privilege for them to be with us this morning. So let's give a New Life Church welcome to Pastors Fred and Valerie Bennett. <laughs> I love these kids. I call them kids, the pastors, because they're like our kids. I mean, we adopted them years ago, and they're our kids, So, and they're wonderful, and they're precious, and you are blessed to have them as pastors, but we're so excited to be here with you all. We love you. We feel like we're part of this church anyway, because we come from time to time, but I just especially love that song, that last one about, is Jesus all you really want? You know, you could have revival in this church. I think Jackson is ready for revival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God uses sometimes the most insignificant people or church. And I'm not saying you are you are that. But, you know, God just chooses, instead of choosing the big mega churches or whatever, he'll just put his hand on, on a group of people that want Jesus most of all in their lives, first and foremost. And he can do great and mighty things. So I'm praying that over this church and this school, that God will just get a hold of you guys and you'll get a hold of God and just revolutionize Jackson, Tennessee. Amen? Amen. But we're happy to be here. Thank you. Amen. Well, that's my bride of 50 years. 50 years. A true woman of God. Anybody that would put up with me for 50 years is just an outstanding Christian. Long-suffering, faithful, you know, forgiving, and uh, all the other things you have to be to uh, live with uh, somebody like me. But praise God for His grace, and uh, uh, we're just rejoicing in our, our celebration. Um, well, I'm a little surprised this morning, okay? Um, very lively. Very, very exuberant. Uh, very, very intense. Uh, very spirit anointed, I'm, I might add. And uh, but then again, I'm not surprised. God must really love you people, because He wakes me up at 1:30 this morning, and for the next two and a half hours, He's talking to me. And I'm assuming, since you're the next people I'm going to see, that I must He must be saying something about you. And uh, you know, uh, I have a, a few hobbies. Um, I do things other than minister. I do actually have a life other than that. And uh, I, I like to do some gardening. Uh, any, any gardeners in the house? Anybody like to dig in the dirt? Uh, uh, you know, every, every minister of the gospel should get out and get in the garden because plants are so different from people. You know, <laughs> plants stay where you put them. <laughs> They don't talk back, you know. If you get tired of them, you just pull them up and throw them over the fence. It's no big deal. It's, it's not like the other, you know, the other parts of the college. But I also like to play golf. Any golfers in the house? Any golfers? This, you play golf? How come we're not playing golf? 
Oh, oh yeah. I love to play golf with pastors. I really do. Now, I will tell you this. I have literally gotten to laughing so hard with another pastor in a golf cart out on the course that we both fell out of the golf cart, and the golf cart just kept going. But anyway, so, uh, so it's dangerous. But if you're up for it, I'd love to play golf with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, golf's been a challenge. I didn't pick up golf till I was like, uh, what, 65 or something. You know, you really should start a little earlier. And so uh, I was really trying to play by the, 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 the rules. Well, you should play by the rules all the time. Obviously, it wouldn't be a, a, a game. But you know what I mean? Uh, the rules about swinging and stance and all this kind of thing. And, you know, I, I kind of had many days I had the paralysis of analysis. I, I couldn't hit the ball for thinking about all the things I probably was missing and not doing. But uh, then Valerie and I moved uh, into the city of Memphis, and we are five minutes from the golf course. It's just right across, almost right across the street from us. And we, we're playing there regularly now. And we noticed that the more we play, we're actually improving. It's amazing. It's a miracle. And I, I told Valerie, I said, you know, for the first time, I can actually feel it. I, I'm not just thinking about the, the one, two, threes and the ABCs. I can actually feel Feel it, and I'm really starting to enjoy what we're doing. Folks, that's where many of us, especially those of you that are anywhere approaching my age, at my, I'm on my 70th trip around the sun, but if you're approaching my age, th th this is something that you ought to be into by now. You ought to be feeling it. You ought to be expressing it. These should be our best and most fruitful years in the Spirit. In fact, I think retirement comes from other things to release us all the more into the things of God. To be able to do what we love, what we enjoy, what we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit to do. Now, since we were here with you last, we, uh, I think it was back when, in October? Was it November? Well, it must have been right before we left on our trip to Thailand. Uh, we uh, flew over to Thailand, and that's no short trip. That's literally on the other side of the world. And uh, I forgot what it was, 24 hours on a plane to get to Bangkok. And uh, there we are in Thailand for two weeks, and we're ministering in this Bible college, Victory Bible College. And there were this group of students over there these young millennial types and, and Generation XYZ or whatever they are. And uh, we just had a ball. They revived us. We got so much from them. They were so alive. They were so intense. I mean, they actually laughed at my jokes. It was amazing. I thought, this is a generational breakthrough right here. M most young people don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, I thought this was wonderful, and we were just so blessed. And while we were there, the Lord began to speak to us about a fresh commission. Anybody up for a fresh commission? I, I hope you are, because I believe this church is up for a fresh commission. Uh, you, you, you said something about it, it feels like turning a corner. And, uh, but, you know, I believe there is a fresh commission coming on New Life Church. And I believe it has something to do with this passage of Scripture in Psalm 71, verse number 18, that the Lord spoke to us during that two weeks we were there in Thailand. He says in verse 18, So even to old age and gray hair, 
Well, I know something about that. Oh God, do not forsake me, listen now, until I proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those who are to come. Now, folks, that's what it's supposed to be like. Church isn't supposed to be segregated by generation. All the young people in one church, all the older people in another church. No, there's something here for all of us. We have a commission, a fresh commission from God that in this day we are to proclaim his might to another generation and his power to all who are to come. You know, that's what we were seeking to do while we were there in Thailand. But, you know, the, these kids were already so wired, it didn't take a lot. Uh, I mean, they were already over the edge pretty far. Uh, uh, they were talking about how they'd gone out into the jungles. They, they uh, Hershey, you'd appreciate this. The, everything's about music over there. Now, you know, it's Bible study and all that and, and uh, learning to preach in English, which now is the official language of Southeast Asia. Who knew? Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Myanmar, Sri Lanka, all these places. The economic, the language of business is now English. So guess what? Everybody wants to learn English. And where better to learn English than in a Bible school? <laughs> Reading the Bible. And for many of them, they can't carry on a conversation in English, but they can preach in it. I thought, this is amazing, you know. What God is Pentecostal type stuff. I like this kind of thing. So exciting. And the other thing is they're about music. You know, every move of God has a sound. On the day of Pentecost, it was a rushing mighty wind. Uh, back in our day when we were first drawn into the things of, of the Spirit and, and finding out there's actually supposed to be life in church, rather than just dull, monotonous, predictable, boring stuff. There was supposed to be life, and uh, we were just so energized by that, and there was a sound. You know, there was a sound coming out of a young fellow named Keith Green, a Messianic Jew. Uh, there was a sound that coming out of a group called Second Chapter of Acts. Uh, there, there was a sound coming out of different, even, even out of a group called the Gaithers, who, believe it or not, in that day were cutting edge we were nearly thrown out of our denominational church for singing Gaither music. Can you imagine that? Some of you young people, you don't even know who the Gaithers are. But anyway, teased hair, the whole nine yards. But uh, it, it was just an amazing thing that was going on. I believe something similar is happening. These students were sharing with us how they went out into the jungles. Now, when they go out in the jungles, they're talking about a 12-hour journey. It's by train, it's by in the back of a pickup truck. Sometimes it's on the back of elephants. They ride elephants to go to the mission field. And they get out there in the jungles of northern Thailand, and they come to this village where there's a pastor who somehow knew about them, and he's invited them in, and they're going to put on a concert. And the pastor's telling them, well, you all sing in English. He said, I don't know if anybody will come. No one here speaks English. And yet on that first night, 3,000 people showed up for this concert. And you know what? It seems like 
They didn't care whether it was being sung in English or Vietnamese or Thai or whatever it was. You see, there is a sound like on the day of Pentecost that overcomes cultural barriers, that overcomes language barriers, that overcomes generational barriers, and it's all to the glory of God. I believe New Life Church is positioned for such a move of God. I believe that we have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. And if you'll open your heart to it, you know, I like to tell people when they ask me, you know, well, who, what, what's your position? I'm a disciple. You know what a disciple is? A learner. Stop learning and you start dying. I'm a learner. I'm going to learn until I just blow out the other end. Because there is no retirement from the kingdom of God. I want to be a part of what God is doing by the Spirit. Because for Valerie and I, this was the, the, the game changer. I mean, we started, you've heard our testimony, we started going to church just to save our marriage. And when the Lord sent a born-again, spirit-filled pastor to that church, we suddenly realized snap we need to get saved it's not about saving our marriage we just need to get saved first things first here and that was quickly followed by being filled with the spirit of god and that's why all these years down the road after 50 years of marriage and 70 years of life we still stand to proclaim to another generation the might of god and to all who are to come the power of God. You know, sometimes a, a move of the Spirit will go on so long that it starts to get a little frayed and a little ragged and a little unfocused. But that's typical of anything that's been going on for 40 years or more. Isn't that the truth? Even that house you're in is probably getting a little frayed by after 40 years or so and, you know, a little worn and, uh, you know, getting more and more expensive to keep it up and all the rest. Even our earthly bodies tend to be that way. There are times when we need a fresh move of the Spirit. We need to represent Holy Spirit to another generation. And that right now is our passion. That's what we've been commissioned to do. I, I, I can look back now over the last few years and realize that's why the Lord was giving us specific things to focus on. For instance, for a season there, we still do preach the cross, but for a season, I was commissioned that whenever I got into a, a pulpit in a church or a group or whatever it was, I was to preach the gospel. The gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ. But you know what amazed me? All the pushback from the church. People didn't want to hear about the cross. You know, you know, we've been there, we've we're done that, we've moved on. I, I'm I beg to differ. I'm sorry. I don't think we move on. You know, I, I wasn't so long ago uh, we were in a church and uh, I preached the cross and uh, uh, the leader of the church came up to me and I had commented about this beautiful cross that was on the wall and that wasn't their building it was another church's building but beautiful cross there on the wall and the pastor commented to me he said ah, I wish we could just get rid of that and replace it with a throne <laughs> there is no throne 
without a cross. <laughs> there is no move of the Spirit. There is no power of God without the cross of Jesus Christ. And friends, friends, this is scriptural. This is what is so important, and yet sometimes this is what happens. We start to neglect things that are really, really important and essential. You know, the scriptures tell us that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's the, that's why Jesus said, if you would be my disciples, take up your cross and follow after me. You can't even be a disciple of Christ if you're not going to take up your cross and follow after Jesus. So there is this need to make sure that in this season, in this generation, we get some of these things back into order again, back into kingdom alignment if you will because if we don't we're going to miss out we're going to go off and stray off into things that really aren't advancing the kingdom of god it's so very important you know um, our church renewal church in memphis we have community groups all over the city and uh, recently we val and i were invited to be a part of one of these community groups and so we go over there the first night and we're sitting there and we're looking around the room and we realize, wow, they're young. <laughs> All these young families and little kids and everything. I mean, we, they were, we, we were old by like 40 years older than them. And I'm looking at them like, why did they invite us to come here? And so for the first few nights, I have gotten a little wisdom with the passing of time. We thought, we're just going to sit here and listen. We want to hear their hearts. We want to hear what's on their mind. We want to hear what their, their generation is talking about, how they're talking about the gospel and about life in the spirit and all these other things. And just last week, I believe it's just last week, Jazzy, uh, this young African-American lady in the group, uh, single, uh, and uh, she lives down in the uh, Sears Concourse, uh, Crosstown Concourse. It used to be the old Sears building there in Memphis. And uh, she, she was uh, uh, there, and she was sharing about how she'd been sexually harassed at work. Wow, you're hearing a lot about that these days, aren't we? But she was being sexually harassed at work, and while she was sharing her story and lamenting about this, I noticed that sprinkled in with her testimony, she kept saying, but the Holy Spirit comforted me. The Holy Spirit guided me. The Holy Spirit told me what I should do. The Holy Spirit released me to say this and so forth. And after she finished, I just decided, well, I think it may be time to speak up now <laughs> because I've got a commission to carry the Holy Spirit god's might and god's power to another generation so this is as good a place as any to start and i began to point out what she'd said in that testimony and the truth of it and how it was based in scripture we also discovered that most of our group are former church of christ i thought well this is this is really interesting now <laughs> and the leader of the group at the end of that meeting last week he exclaimed this Wow, the Holy Spirit 
It's a subject nobody seems to want to talk about anymore. That's coming out of the mouth of a millennial. Coming out of the mouth of somebody that's been in church practically all of his life. They want to hear about the Holy Spirit, praise God. Well, who better? Come on. Who better than those who know the Holy Spirit, are empowered by the Holy Spirit? I mean, folks, come on. Everything about us is Holy Spirit. Now the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. <laughs> You've heard me recite the rest of it, and we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. If you don't get anything else out of that passage, please get this. Anything that is of God that's working in your life, in your relationships, in your church, in whatever it is that God has called and commissioned you to do, know it must be by the Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by the hand of man. It's not by manipulation. It is by the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, think about it. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. The Holy Spirit is the one who conceives all spiritual things in our lives, in our callings, in our churches, whatever it is, if it's of the Spirit, it's conceived by the Holy Spirit in our lives. This is how we were born again. Remember the conversation Nicodemus had with Jesus? You know, he's trying to work it out. Okay, so how do I get back in my mother's womb? You know, and he, he just can't work it out with the mind of man. And Jesus tells him, no, 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 th this is by, you must be born of the Spirit. That's how this journey began for us, folks. That's something we need to remember and not forget, that he who began a good work in us by the Spirit will complete that work unto the day of the Lord. And everything that transforms us, transforms our marriages, transforms our families, transforms his church, transforms our land, everything about it is all about the work and move of the Holy Spirit. You and I, like Val and I with golf, we need to practice a little bit more. We need to get in the game. We, we need to be more involved because it's, if it's just an occasional thing that you get forced or trapped into, it's not something that you love. You're not really going to develop a feel for what Holy Spirit is wanting to do in you. You see, it's the voice of the Holy Spirit that Jesus told us that we were to be listening to. Not, not to other voices, but to the voice of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there is one gift of the Spirit, discerning of spirits, that helps us know the difference. So we need to develop that. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Praise God. 
See, it's knowing the voice of the Lord and what he is saying to us, to his church, to this community. Friends, something is afoot. Something bigger than New Life Church. Is that okay? I think that's the way the kingdom operates, isn't it? It's always bigger than us. It's not just about us. It's about the kingdom. It's about all the people beyond these walls who know nothing about the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a tremendous population of them today. And that's not even to mention all the people in the church who know nothing about the Holy Spirit. We didn't know anything. Val grew up Catholic. I grew up Methodist. We didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Just something you said at the end of a prayer. What, name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that was it. Could have been Casper the Friendly Ghost for all I knew. I, I don't know what that was. You know, is, I, I guess if you pressed us, we might have said, well, that's the essence of God. Well, what does that mean? I'm not sure, but it, it sounds good, and it, it sounds reasonable, you know, even if I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, just just stop asking me, because I don't know how to deal with this. I'm not really sure what this Holy Spirit thing is about. Friends, this should not be a mystery for many of us, and for many of us who are younger and are just kind of beginning our journey in the Lord, this should be the most exciting time of your life. With all the other things that are out there trying to arrest your attention and distract you, I want you to hear this. The Lord has placed his Holy Spirit in you to transform you into his glorious image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit. It is a lifelong, sustainable process, but it is truly the work of of the Holy Spirit we know we're born of the Spirit we are sanctified by the Spirit what does sanctified mean made holy set apart for the Lord sure holiness unto the Lord that's what it's about that's what it's about we we know we know about the fruit of the Spirit right if the Spirit is in us, then we're going to be bearing the fruit of the Spirit. We're not going to be a barren tree, and we're not going to bear some fruit and not other fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. What's verse 1 at the top of the list? Love. Love. See, when we're talking about holiness or sanctification, it always starts and ends with love. It's about the love. It's not about legalism. It's not about rules. It's not about bondage or whatever else, you know, is out there. It's, it, it's about the love of God. It's about the love that we have for one another. It's about the love that we have for people around us who are sitting in darkness so that we, in the love of God, God's sanctified people, may be his mouthpiece to call them out of that darkness into his marvelous light, out of Satan's powerful grip, into the awesome presence of God so that they, like us, may receive the forgiveness of sin and what? And an inheritance among those who are being sanctified by faith in Jesus' name. Oh, friends, this is the most exciting life on the face of the planet. This is life by God's design. This is life in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit 
in us, sanctifying us, putting that seal on us. You know, there used to be, I don't know if they still have it. Remember the good housekeeping seal of approval? (laughs) This is God's seal of approval. He's literally saying, this is my house. This is my house. This is where I abide. I live by the Spirit in you. Isn't that an exciting thing to think about? I'm the house of God. What an awesome thing. Not only does the Lord sanctify us, the Holy Spirit transform us in this way, but he also gives us gifts. Gifts, wonderful gifts. What what are some of those gifts like? Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues what'd you say healing working of miracles faith just all these wonderful gifts but you know it's not enough just to have a catalog in your head you've been gifted by the holy spirit how many of you know your primary spiritual gift oh come on I'm not going to call on you. I'll, I'll let you off the hook, okay? I saw one hand, two. <laughs> the ministry. <laughs> we, we have some work to do in this area. <laughs> Why is that? Because you don't know your place until you know your gift. <laughs> Maybe that's why we got so many church hoppers. Maybe that's why we got so many people that are just laying out of church altogether. Uh, you know, when, when we first came to the faith, we went to church three times a week. Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then we go to other special events. We were crazy. That that was life to us. (laughs) Now we're lucky to get people once or twice a month, you know, and so we've got to really, I I just really sense in my spirit, Jeremy, Haley, Hershey, I just really believe in my spirit. This is what God is calling us to do, to proclaim his might and his power to another generation to all who will come. You know, as I I meditate on the scriptures, I I find that uh, the Spirit typically was coming to groups of people. Now, certainly the Holy Spirit can come to an individual. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in the scriptures, what you read about, for instance, Jesus calls his 12 disciples, they travel around with him, and then one day, He breathes on them, the twelve, and says, receive the Holy Spirit, and he sends them out. Not long after that, same thing with the seventy. He breathes on them and tells them to receive the Holy Spirit, and he sends them out. Anybody see a pattern here? (laughs) It's not about our staying here. It's wonderful to gather. It's a part of it. Notice it's the first thing of New Life Church. The gathering. (laughs) Then there's the gospel. Proclaim it and live it. (laughs) And also know what all all of it is. And then number three, what is the Great Commission? Go. (laughs) Keep your go bag packed and go. (laughs) Go into all the world, praise God, and proclaim that gospel. This is what it's really about, friends. This is what the Lord is doing. And I believe he wants to do a great thing 
through this congregation for this whole region because there are so many like our our little group our community group that we're in we've got a whole generation they don't know anything about holy spirit this so reminds me of like 40 45 years ago the state of the church how we didn't know anything about the holy spirit but god came god broke through god began to move in our lives and everything began to change how do you discover your spiritual gift what's the first thing you'd probably want to do please somebody say ask god thank you thank you for that unsolicited response <laughs> ask god <laughs> ask god doesn't that make sense it is the promise of the father right not what he, he said the promise of the father i've sent to you amen ask god if you still are having trouble understanding that ask the person you're married to because they know you better than anybody and they know you no fooling okay no no blowing smoke at you or anything else that they're going to tell you the truth just just ask, you know and if you don't you're uncomfortable with asking about what's my gift ask it this way do you see God working in my life at all, you know, in, in some gifted way? Ask them that way. And, and if you're still not sure, ask some people, spiritual people in the church who know you by the Spirit. Wouldn't that be a good, see, that's what families, that's what the gathering is for. That's why we come together. This isn't, you know, our penance. This isn't our punishment, you know, this isn't paying our dues, this isn't trying to make up for all the screw-ups the past week or any of that. No, no, th this is the gathering where, where we're being encouraged, which is also a ministry of the Holy Spirit. We're being comforted, which is also a ministry of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as I was driving over here today, I saw the two of you, and you had a standard. You were both holding it, a like a flagpole like a standard and i mean you had both hands all four hands uh, on that and I, I could see your white knuckles you were holding that fiercely to it because of the winds that were breaking upon you because of the storm that had come against you but you were determined i could see things like like in a tornado it was as if things around you and even some people were just being ripped up and blown away but you were standing your ground as one together the lord wants you to know that as you have been a comfort to others and to so many as you have borne their sorrows as you've entered into their grief as you've ministered to them according to the holy spirit that same holy spirit is there to comfort you to bring some peace some peace into your heart i speak peace to you and to your household that family of yours but also this family of God I speak peace to New Life Church I speak peace the Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace people are looking for peace but I'll tell you where peace is it isn't in circumstances God knows it's not in politics it's not most of the things that we look to it's not in things it's not an accumulation of stuff i'll tell you where peace is 
I'll tell you where you've really got it made is when you finally come to that place of surrender and you allow the peace of God to rule and to reign in your heart. And sometimes getting there, realizing that, that's a process. You've got to go through that. You've got to go through some pain. You've got to go through some turmoil. You see, there are some today that are saying that no suffering is required. In order to enter into his glory, we must be willing to enter into the fellowship of his suffering. I'm sorry, but that just comes with the territory, folks. That's a part of it. But the Holy Spirit is with us to encourage us, to edify us, to console us, to comfort us. Just think about this person that you've got. By the way, he's not an it. He's not a bird. It says that he came upon Jesus like a dove. It, it didn't say he was a dove, okay? You know, and, and tragically, for most of the church, that's all you say, Holy Spirit. Oh, you mean the bird. <laughs> no, it's not the bird. It's the presence of God Almighty taking up housekeeping in our lives. Therefore, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may prove, somebody I saw over there while I go ahead on a gap shirt, what is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. <laughs> the Holy Spirit in you is in the gap. Isn't that good to know? He's in the gap from where you are to where the good, the acceptable, and perfect will of God is. So from now on, whenever you see a gap store, think Holy Spirit, okay? Little, little memory hanger right there. Those, those, are, those are good sometimes to have. That's so important to us. This is all, again, the work of the Holy Spirit. We present our bodies as a sacrifice, living, acceptable, holy. Un aren't you glad it's a living sacrifice? Holy unto the Lord. Amen? And, and he does this work of transforming us so that we will not be conformed to the world, but we will be transformed into his glorious image such a powerful thing we go to a prayer meeting oh, i have no idea what time it is what time is it all right i'll wind it up we we, we uh, uh we go to a prayer meeting at christ methodist church in memphis little little church there on poplar and uh um what was it like this past month two, two months ago uh some catholics showed up and and you know yeah, there was the obvious tip-off, you know, and so I was like, oh, well, this is interesting, you know, because up to this point, we'd just been a group of uh, Protestants that gathered there, or Pentecostals, whatever, that gathered there, and uh, I thought, well, this is interesting, you know, they wanted to come and pray with us, and they were cool about that, and we, we had some lunch with them a couple of times, and we began to talk and to share, and you know what came up? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
and they started asking us, Val and I, questions, because we were there when it happened, questions about the charismatic renewal and how in the beginning of the charismatic renewal, it wasn't about just Pentecostal. It was about Methodist and Baptist and Catholics and Orthodox and folks I didn't know what they were. Curious about the Holy Spirit. Wanted to know who is this third person of the Trinity, the Godhead. Who is Holy Spirit? Folks, we are living in a divine time right now. Of course, life in the Spirit's always a divine time, I suppose, but th th this is critical right now. We're living in a time where there's a shift that's taking place. There's a whole generation, just like 40 years ago for Val and I, who are hungering for something, something authentic, something transparent, something real. In my mind, that's the definition of Holy Spirit. This is the real, this isn't pie in the sky, this is a living reality who never leaves us and never forsakes us. Always a, the great communicator so that even when I don't know what to pray, he will pray for us according to the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We ought to start a gap prayer meeting. But, uh, and, and you know, it's just such an awesome thing. And, and then they invited me to come to a men's meeting at a church in Collierville. I'd been in that church years ago, Catholic church, uh, for a minister's meeting or something. And so I thought, well, sure, I'll go. I'm not afraid. I'm no longer a slave to fear, are you? Come on. Come on. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Anybody remember this? You split the sea so I could walk right through it. You drowned my fears in perfect love. You rescued me and now I stand and sing. I am, come on, a child of God. I am a child of God. So I come walking into this Catholic church, <laughs> you know, and I'm just kind of looking around, you know, and uh, I figured I must, I'm safe. They don't know who I am. So I just walk in and register and get my little name tag and everything. And, and uh, then one by one, these guys that had been coming to the prayer meeting start coming up to me we can't believe you're here you actually came wow this is a big deal <laughs> we didn't know anybody that wasn't catholic that would come to this thing they had a thousand men gathered on a saturday morning and you know what they were there for a men's morning of spirituality i thought how many men we would pull together in Memphis <laughs> that weren't Catholic for a men's morning of spirit. But they're hungry. People are hungry. They're thirsty. They're thirsty. I promise I'll close with this. You like Bethel music? I, I love Bethel. See, I think, that's, I think that's one of the sounds of the day. I, I just wrote down these words and I'm done. I, but I, I, got, I got to leave this with you. 
uh, if I can find it here. So much more I'd like to talk to you. Hope you'll have me back sometime. I, I'd like to come talk some more about Holy Spirit because I, I feel like that with you and what has opened up here at New Life Church in the Spirit, I feel that you are people that can be equipped and can begin to go out through this Jackson community and, and uh, what is this, Madison, Madison County and, and this part of West Tennessee, and I'm not putting any boundaries on you, but and, and minister in, in the Holy Spirit because th this is truly, truly God's time for this re region. Uh, Bethel's got a song called Spirit Move. I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. I feel it in the wind. You're about to ride in. You said that you would pour out your spirit. You said that you would fall on sons and daughters. So let the rain come. You know, I walked out in my garden this morning, first thing this morning, and I came back in and told Valerie, it smells like rain. Anybody know what I'm talking It smells like rain. Folks, it smells like rain. The rain of the Holy Spirit. So let the rain come and drench us in love. Let your glory rush in like a flood. For Stand to your feet. For we are fixed on this one thing. To know your goodness and see your glory. We're transformed by this one thing. To know your presence and to see your beauty. The beauty of holiness. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us. Fall fresh on us. If you'd fall on the twelve and the 70, and the 120, and the Samaritans, and the Gentiles. Holy Spirit, surely you will fall fresh on us. Drench us with your love until we overflow with your life and presence that the life of the Spirit may just be everywhere around us, O oh Lord God just infiltrating every corner, every pit of darkness, every darkened soul, that they may know the light of God. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence with us. For you said, wherever two or more are gathered together in your name, here you are in the midst of us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Cool.